Hello, boys and girls. Thanks for the extended break due to the NBA All-Star game and weekend and all that good stuff. Welcome back to Mavs Party. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief at MavsMoneyBall.com. The Dallas Mavericks finally won a game with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving playing together, beating the crap out of the Spurs, which feels good regardless of circumstance. I will never, ever, ever ever demean or belittle a Spurs loss to the Dallas Mavericks because they have hurt me too much during my life. Let's talk about the game a little bit. Uh, just recorded a long show with Josh Bowe where I, I kind of reveled in how ridiculous it, it was to watch the offensive basketball. And I think I'm just compartmentalizing the fact that the Mavericks gave up 66 points in the paint to the Spurs. Um very much like a Scarlett O'Hara or Scarlett O'Hara issue. I'll, I'll deal with it tomorrow. That's that's kind of my feeling. Very very much uh, very much uh, a fun game, a weird game. Um, the Mavericks are just going to be really good on offense. Even if it doesn't look good, it's going to be really good. That's kind of going to be the way it's going to going to go. All right, so let's hang out for a little bit, and then let's go to bed because I'm tired and I'm not ready for uh, the last twenty something games of the season. All right, coming up first, my man Chris Haley. What's going on, dude? Hey, Kirk. How's it going? Yeah, it's going. What about you? Yeah, good. I was at the game. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you drove up here for that thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because the Spurs suck. I ended up getting a decent, uh, it was 150 bucks for Section 104. Wow. And then, and then I ended up scooting over to 105 because there was a few seats that nobody was sitting at for like the first quarter. I was all like, screw it. Sit over there, and nobody came over there. So I had good seats. Outstanding. Pretty, good for you. Oh, I actually got a selfie with uh, Josh Green as well. Um, sure. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, Spurs suck, and I agree with you on that. I, I remember the last time they've even beaten us, but it's it's nice to always beat the Spurs. It don't matter if they're good or bad or whatever, because um, I'll never forget 2003. 2003, it was like, that should have been our first championship. Should have been. You're correct. <laughs> should have been. But, uh, I like, you know, Justin Holiday. I like what I'm seeing here, and I'm just glad that hopefully he'll be taking – Pinson's minutes yep. or something that that's just great Any, anytime I don't know Pinson played the knob anytime we can see less of him on the court uh, well it, I mean so, so so the guy hit five threes out of seven attempts he hit yeah. 30 threes all season in 28 games that he played so understanding that this is likely an outlier production even if he's able to just hit the one three a game it helps it really mm-hmm. does and same with Hardaway. I mean, it, this offense is going to be cooking because you can't double team Luca no more. I mean, you could. And if Kyrie and Luca on the floor, you can. I mean, but they're one of those guys, Hardaway, Holiday, whoever, they're going to have an open three. So yep. uh, just, I, I know our defense is bad. And yeah, it looks Christian Wood out there is just picking up fouls like crazy. And uh, I, I love that guy. He's a professional, but man, I, I just don't. There's something weird. What's going on? Do you, do you see like a, he's like a, going through a funk right now? I guess maybe it's at Kyrie. So. Who's going through a funk? I'm sorry, I was reading uh, the Christian, DM. Christian Wood yeah. maybe a little bit. I mean, yeah. he's in that kind of stage where he he knows he needs to play well, and then that makes him play kind of weird. Pouting because he wants that contract. Yeah. He, he wants that. Yeah. yeah, and you know the game just kind of needs to come to him. I think less is more with yeah. him. I think. I think he might be trying a little too too hard. I mean, he's trying out there. He's trying a little mm-hmm. too hard, but our team is somewhat getting a little deeper with guys coming back healthy. And then 
Not to mention Max Kleber, I don't know when he's going to come back. I'm not saying he's going to be effective right off the bat, but, I mean, he'll probably be taking some of Christian Wood's minutes, I assume. So, Well, it's, it's uh, you know, Dwight Powell is getting murdered in the rim. Like, he just gets – like, he he's there, and then players push through him. And so if you can just do that, I don't know, five less possessions a game, then I think everybody will feel better about where this team is going. It's – Yeah. It, the, tonight was a fun example. Like, the, you know, the, the Mavericks roster – not roster, their schedule. Like, they still play the Spurs two more times. And so according to, you know, the strength of the schedule thing, which is looking at your op- remaining opponent's win percentage, the Mavericks have the easiest schedule in the league. And that is in no small part because they play the Spurs twice, who are 14 and whatever the hell they are. Um, That's all. Because it seemed like at the beginning of the season, like uh, we would have like one game every three days and we we're playing against bad teams with – Missing players are just oh. no. We've been Some pretty the- we've been pretty lucky with the schedule stuff all year, and it it's only going to continue. Yeah. And so the real you know I I I said this on a podcast with Josh. I think that the if they're if they don't make a run with the team that they have assembled, then it really wasn't meant to be, and they need to go back to the drawing board. If they do make a run, I think all of us should talk ourselves into the simple fact that this team could do some things. Now, you know, they play, what is it? They play three more home games after tonight, and all three of them are on the table as at least interesting. You know, Lakers, uh, uh, Pacers, and, um, oh, no, they play many. I'm sorry, they play five more home games. Lakers, Pacers, Sixers, Suns, Utah. Yeah. So if, if they come out of this, Got, yeah, so if they come games, out of this home stretch winning Lakers four of six, I think we should be happy, right? Yeah, and it's a national TV game with the Lakers. Uh, you know, I know LeBron's going to want to show out because he wants Kyrie, but uh, it's just going to be a good game. I think both Luca. I think it's just going to be a great game. Oh, I like, think they beat the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but they just got to keep keep it up. I know we all know that we're a bad defensive team, but if we can just literally outscore teams to win, I mean, that's this is what you got to do. Oh, lastly, do you think is there any buyout? players i mean is this whole goron thing gonna happen no nah, no he they, they they the bulls uh released another guy so goron's with their team i don't think the mavericks have anybody else they could pick up i don't know if they would want to either you know it's it's a i just want to get rid of pinson <laughs> just like any bio players come <laughs> pinson yeah. can go back into his role as designated podcaster that's good for everybody <laughs> yeah anyway well let's keep, keep this up and hopefully we'll get a win on sunday right, man. thanks a lot thanks for hanging out Okay, Brandon, what's up tonight, man? How you doing? Can't complain, Kurt. Cannot complain. How you doing, man? I'm okay. Little, little. Um, that late start, I felt real bad because I, I, I watched the schedule like a hawk, and I had been paying attention to the fact that the Mavericks only had one more late game the rest of the year, and then when that game starts twenty minutes late because of water on the floor, it seemed to be due to the hockey arena underneath was just I was like come on man it's always my fault but then the game got started and now we're here yeah yeah they uh they scored a lot they scored a lot of points um they scored a lot of points last game too yeah. so yeah and just just off the subject um was you may you may know was the stars a expansion team or did they come over from a different city it seemed like they came from a different city that's a good question I have no idea. I'm going to Google it while we're talking. Yeah, because I, I was thinking they were a expansion team, but then I overheard that they had came from um, – it could have been one of the 
Canadian teams in the past that came. But, yeah, um, just kind of on the Mavs, I, I think that Kyrie, one thing that's going to help, he's going to do is help them in late-game situations because the Mavs, they, those guys can't dribble at all. They have, <laughs> they have problems, uh, you know, breaking the press. They have problems getting past half court, uh, fourth quarter, and they have problems really just pushing the ball. So with him being a, a – what a probably the best ball handler uh, in the league. That's going to help a lot. That's going to take a lot of. Um, that's going to give uh, Jason Kidd a, a chance to, um, you know, run different sets late game. You know, him being able to actually create some type of, of shot or, or create some type of shot for somebody else. That's going to help. And um, I think that you know, it's their their roster is pretty much. I guess you could say what it is. Um, and to me, I feel like even if they don't go all the way, uh, that they have a foundation with this young talent now where they can at least get some type of contribution from the bench where you don't have to put in a Theo Pinson. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Try to get a Willie Carly Stein to come in and give you three minutes or, you know, a JaVel McGee. There's some young talent and some, you know, some athleticism on the, on the roster now. So, you know, being optimistic, I think that, it, you know, this this season somewhat of a win because we have the building blocks for you know a younger team. Well, we'll see. I mean, the the younger element of it is a little bit difficult because I just and this has been my contention for several years. It's that they don't really think that the the eleven through fifteenth guys on the team really matter, and we've just seen it time after time that the season is too long. You need guys to come in and soak up minutes. And, you know, when they've had some injuries like they've had where we've seen Theo Penson go from 12th guy to 8th guy, it's it's just not comfortable. And so, you know, if the Mavericks are able to re-sign Kyrie Irving, so they have Luka and Kyrie Irving, and they're paying those two guys a bajillion dollars. Hopefully they can then make sort of an appeal to, you know, veterans who are looking to play specific roles on a team you know, frankly, just to be quite honest, it's going to be catch and shoot guys. You know, Drew Hall or Drew Holiday, Justin Holiday, you know, showed that today. It, there are guys who who really can fill that role. It's the Mavericks just need to make an appeal for them. And it's to care a little bit about the back end of the bench stuff. And free agency is always much more complicated than I painted out to be, than anybody paints it out to be, frankly. But Dallas just doesn't seem to have have cared for a while now about some of these roster spots and it's it's on the one hand I'm really delighted that Justin Holiday came in and really gave him a boost in a game where they needed it on the other hand it's like what you know Justin Holiday was acquired through kind of a dump trade this year by the Hawks from the Kings and it's like what you know can, can the Mavericks do anything like this can they can they ever try something new you know the, the the Kyrie trade is amazing, obviously, in terms of just the swing for the fences. But let's let's try for some of these singles and doubles. Let's go for it. That's that's sort of what I, I would hope for as they continue to build the team in the offseason. The Mavs, it, it seems like they have a uh, – and it's, it's easy to track the data. They have a record of losing either in the trades or losing at free agency. They get dumb players, like you said, that somebody that gets packaged in. Or somewhere where they get somebody, but they give up so much to get them. Right. Like the Porzingis trade, they give up more than what they should. So it seems like the Mavs are always on the losing end. And for them to, you know, try to run, a, you know, a six-man rotation, um, you know, the Raptors, that was a not, you know, that was an outlier, you know, something that never happened again whenever they won the championship. Right. You know, 
with the six to eight player rotation. I think they just ran like six players. And I think whenever Golden State had that stacked team with Baron Davis, I think they ran like a five or six man rotation. They ran like a six or seven man rotation. But this is, to me, it seems like it's very rare occasions where you're going to see somebody with, you know, without an eight man uh, rotation. But I think the best example to me of a team that, that went through a slow grind to try to, you know, get to where they are, are the Kings. You know, they, they, they did a lot of hit and misses, but a lot of their stuff was strategic planning. I don't think they did a lot of um, – a lot of people went there and they, they made a lot of mistakes, but, you know, through planning, I think they kind of, you know, finally found their, their balance and, and now it's starting to pay off, as opposed to Dallas, where it's always, you know, swinging for the fences, going for the home run, and, you know, and just kind of – at the end of the day, picking up the scraps because they don't really have a lot more options. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. Huh. Too, too, I'm too old for this. Um, You know, it's it's worth noting, Corey in the chat says, like, this is the Spurs. It's better than practice, but not by much. They've now lost 15 in a row. I think there's something to that. That said, I do think that this team can compete in any given night. So they're playing Los Angeles Sunday afternoon, Sunday, like afternoon games are always weird. Like there's just no way around that for both teams. Cause these guys' bodies are tuned to play at night. And, and, you know, this is the first of two uh, matinee games in a row. They play, they play this Sunday. Then they play Sunday, March 5th against Phoenix. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this one because I think if these Mavericks are, are capable of going on a run it will be by putting away a a a team like the lakers which really like the lakers are fighting for their lives like they're gonna beat the warriors tonight pretty good because the warriors are a mess in their own right but you know the the lakers basically like my somebody said to me doesn't matter who but he knows who he is when he hears this podcast says that like i never really believed in collusion until i saw that the lakers got like three functional players for russell westbrook and a a first round pick and it made me laugh my ass off that beating the lakers on sunday would be a big step in the right direction i i I think we'd all feel a lot better what do you think i think it would i I think that every every win from you know three down is going to be important to dallas and I brought it up before that it's those uh, those significant wins where they're kind of like I guess you could say staple wins. Yeah. Uh, Dallas they pull out a lot of games, but they they pull out a lot of games because they they grind it out. They need they need they need consi- consistent wins against these teams so they can kind of build up some type of you know some type of uh, confidence within. Um, and plus, they need to hold somebody out of the paint. Like they need to hold so, uh, under sixty uh, points yeah. in the paint would be nice. Like, can we do that once? <laughs> and, and I mean, pal, it's like, man, that dude, he, he gets no help. And I don't think Maxi Cleaver, you know, is going to be the person that's going to come and, and stop what's going on in the paint. It, but to me, it's always just like the offensive rebounds that other teams yeah. get just kind of like that, that drives me wild because um, I think in the last part, in, the, in, the, in your last, your last, one of your last shows, uh, you are talking about how Dallas gets back. It could have been another show, but how Dallas gets back after a miss and you you may see Luca, you know, but everybody else is kind of like spreading down court. But the thing is, it seems like even whenever there there is opportunity for offensive rebound, Dallas isn't. They don't they don't put it's not a lot of initiative. It's not yeah. a lot of hustle. They hustle. Powell hustles on defense, but he doesn't give the same energy when it comes to rebounding. 
He's and, uh, he's one of the worst rebounders in the league. It's and it's not his fault. It's just not his skills. And so it's it's like that's where areas where the Mavericks are going to get. They need to figure out ways to do things a little bit better team wise. You know, Luca grabs a lot of boards. Kyrie's a pretty good rebounder for his size. They they you know I'm hopeful they figure it out. Like this was somebody just said this because there's some Josh Green talk in the chat where it's like oh well he had kind of a rough game he had two turnovers 11 points he had one rebound two assists a lot of like running around um I'm 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 bullish that we'll get another couple of good Josh Green games the rest of the way they need they need the Josh Green type energy you know what I'm saying because Josh is going to if he has opportunity to get a rebound and it, it may sound very petty but the one rebound is more than than what because I mean, some games they just got like maybe four or five offensive right. rebounds, but they need energy around it. And it's sad because you can look at the other teams; and they they got rebounds maybe fourteen or fifteen offensive rebounds. The Mavs are like you know barely getting four or five, but with that type of energy around the rim, you know that's that's better than nothing. Yes. And I think a lot of that kind of goes back to the way Rick developed Powell and the way he developed his players. He, he developed them to be specialists, not really you know well rounded. So that's why you got you got like a Wesley Matthews is like a good that's shooting high values, but that's all he could do. And then you got Powell that can move his feet around the the uh, free throw line and picks and stuff like that. And, you know, Brandon Wright was the quote-unquote rim rocker. But, you know, they were guy. good at one thing, but they they, they weren't good at, at multiple things. And that's kind of coming back to bite Powell and some of the other guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm glad they got the win. I'm glad they got the kind of Luca Kyrie monkey off their back and – now they can go play some basketball, and it's it's a nice schedule the rest of the way. Got a number of afternoon and early evening games. I'm, I'm, you know, and and for me, as as selfish as that is, it means early and uh, early evening games with with us here, and not eleven thirty at night like it is right now. Sure. And, and just one more thing, I think that. I think that uh, somebody had brought up a point about Kyrie not getting drugged like he did in, in you know, by the by the New York media, and I, I think that I think that's true. Him being here, it's going to be a lot more, a, a lot less focus on his off the court stuff. Um, and you brought up the point that the most you know relentless uh, media group in Dallas area is you know the, the Cowboys media group, and you yeah. know we all know who that is. I mean, they're just like. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about those dudes, but I mean, besides that, you're not going to get a lot of, you know, constant, the questions that he got in New York after games that had nothing to do with basketball. It's not going to be a lot of that. So hopefully, you know, that would, that will make him, you know, if he, if he does decide to stay, make him more comfortable. Sure. Sure. Okay. Not like, not like going to Los going Angeles to- is going to make him any, is going to make him any happier because he's going to get the same sort of nonsense out there. It's, just, it's a volume problem. It's not a like kind of questions. It's like the sheer number of people asking questions. And just constantly just being the God, can you imagine those Laker fans, those finicky Laker fans? And I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think him being, cause Dallas is not a, it's not a small market, but it has a small market type media base where it's not people just constantly uh, throwing a microphone in his face, asking volumes of questions like that. But, I don't know. I think I think it's a good fit for him because it's it's big enough to be you know a major market, but it's it's not that major market type uh, environment. So you know he doesn't have to worry about people just throwing this this fastball out of nowhere. You know sure. about he said on Twitter and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh well, I'm at least uh, look. I'm I'm at least hopeful that we don't have any other weird stuff happen through the rest of February, March, and April, and and then hopefully into May as the Mavericks will. <laughs> hopefully play some basketball into May. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the goal, man. And just keep keep winning. But but yeah, thanks, Kirk. I appreciate Good it. Thing, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, doesn't look like we got anybody else in uh, in the speaker request thing, which is okay. Because I mean, how much do you really want to talk about a Spurs win or loss? I'm I'm really glad they won because I, I I'm glad they won convincingly because I would have not liked to had to have a discussion about what it meant if the Mavericks didn't beat the pants off the Spurs after multiple days rest. Now because they play them twice more, I think there will be probably clearer, closer games. Like Sohan didn't play tonight, and that dude's really good. Um, you know, but the Mavericks or the, the Spurs hit a lot of threes. This was a weird, wonky game. It was a fun game, kind of an upsetting game at points. Uh, there was somebody in the chat noting uh, that Josh Green dropped like the most easy Luca pass, but he also had probably one of like the top five coolest Mavericks dunks of the year. The LeBron James, uh, like cockback, just rim rocking destructor. Yeah, no, no Devin Vassell. Thank you for that, Harris. That's a good point, too. So, you know, the Spurs are in tank, tankathon mode. We'll see where we go from here. Um, you know, check out Mavs Moneyball. We got some stuff going. Not too much because you know, kind of, we kind of took took time off. Um, we're all I was following all of All Star Break, and Kyrie had the largest media scrum, and Josh Bow and I talked about it a little bit. And I'm just, I'm as a as a hobbyist, I am sort of, I don't really want to get into any the extra Kyrie stuff at this point. I just don't have the I don't have the brain power for it. I really like watching him play basketball, and I think that's going to be enough for me. Um, you guys be good, and we will talk on Sunday. Look for a show from me and hopefully my friend Anthony Irwin talking Mavs Lakers. It'll come out on Saturday. This show will get posted tomorrow night. If you are listening to this and you haven't checked out the recap, Josh Bow and I had a great time talking about this game. So everybody be good. Go Mavs, and we will talk soon.